What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Trade Targets here on the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Uh, there was a lot going on in week two, especially with all the injuries. It just seemed to be mass carnage out there. Uh, so there's a lot going on in the fantasy world right now, a lot going on just in the NFL in general. Uh, so I got three buy low and three sell high candidates for you guys this week. So I'm going to start off with a buy low first, and it's going to be Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. So through two weeks of the, of the season, Allen Robinson only has 18 and a half fantasy points. Um, he's really kind of let down a lot of people, including myself, over the first two weeks. But I don't think it's time to panic now. Um, and that's a reason why I want to go out and buy low on him. So Allen Robinson's been targeted 18 times so far. That's nine targets each week. 42% of those targets have been deemed, quote unquote, uncatchable by PFF. This means that if Trubisky can kind of pinpoint Robinson a little bit more, those nine targets when he's only getting, you know, three or four catches a game, that's going up to six or seven fairly easily. And that's going to significantly solidify, solidify his floor. Um, you know, he's still the main target and he's going to see plenty of wide receiver one days um, you know, after a disappointing start, this is the absolute perfect time to buy low. Um, and this upcoming week, it's a, a blow up spot against Atlanta in a game that should be a complete shootout. So Allen Robinson has a very good chance at showing what he's got as soon as this week. And I would try to buy low on him while you can, because uh, owners are not going to be as willing to sell after the week three Allen Robinson eruption. Uh, so moving on to a sell high, and I'm going to pick Mark Ingram of the Baltimore Ravens. So he had pretty decent week two. He carried the ball nine times for 55 yards and a score, and he caught two of his three targets for 22 yards. Now, obviously, Mark Ingram was an RB1 last year. We already know he's not going to return that value this year. However, this is the perfect opportunity to sell. So the backfield in, for the entire year in 2020 is going to be a complete nightmare for the Baltimore Ravens. But you can act like that week one for him when he only had two and a half fantasy points you can just leverage that as like the outlier uh, to a potential uh, trade partner with Mark Ingram. You can use last year's RB1 status plus this pretty decent week two uh, to leverage him as a potential RB2 for the remainder of the year. And you might be able to sell high, especially since he just had a pretty decent year. Um, you know, like I was saying, this, this backfield is just going to be a nightmare. I really want no part in it for 2020. And as far as I'm concerned, Mark Ingram is nothing more than a weekly touchdown dependent type of guy. And you're only going to be able to get any sort of value in the trade market with him after he has a week like this. So this seems like the perfect opportunity to go and sell high on Mark Ingram. Um, I, I personally believe there's going to be more bust weeks than boom weeks for him. So if you can get him off of your hands and get a decent return. Uh, I, I definitely would. Moving on to my second buy low of the day. And it's my favorite uh, player in the entire NFL, probably in NFL history, and it's Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, you don't need me to tell you how good Christian McCaffrey is. Um, and, you know, this might be a move that you only want to do if you are 2-0, and o, maybe 1-1 one and one, uh, if you have a decent enough roster. But a lot of people that drafted Christian McCaffrey, they had that number one overall pick. They don't have a very strong team outside of Christian McCaffrey, more than likely. With him out four to six weeks, there could be a lot of owners out there willing to sell Christian McCaffrey at significantly lower than he's worth. Now, if you're trading for Christian McCaffrey now, you have to accept the fact that you're probably going to lose at least two or three times over the next four to six weeks because your main guy is not there. But if you did start off 2-0 and or even if you're 1-1 and and you can afford a few losses, 
I think this is the perfect opportunity to try and get McCaffrey on your team. Because when he comes back, suddenly you have this supreme advantage that nobody else in your league has. If you can get him for even a tad bit cheaper than what you could have got him at the beginning of the season, I totally would pull the trigger because when he comes back in four to six weeks, he is guaranteed to single-handedly win you at least two or three weeks. Um, you, you know, like I said, you don't need me to tell you how amazing of a football player he is, especially for fantasy football. Uh, but the best time to buy low is right after the injury happens. There's no reason to believe that this is going to keep him out longer than that potential six-week period. So if you could, I would offer um, a trade to the Christian McCaffrey owner in your league and see where you can get it. Uh, moving on to the next sell high, and it's going to be James Conner, uh, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As you know, week one, he went down with injury. Benny Snell took over. Then we didn't know if James Conner was actually going to play week two. But he played, and he played pretty well. You know, 16 carries for 106 yards and a score, and then two receptions for an additional 15 yards. Now, with James Conner, we know his injury history, and it's going to be hard to sell. But same thing with Mark Ingram. He just had a good week, and this is going to be the best time to leverage him off of your team. You know, he's going to have that season-long injury risk, especially with how deep the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, running back depth is. They're going to be very cautious with James Conner in a lot of weeks this year, even if he's a tad bit hobbled. So if you could get him off your team and get a decent return for him after the big week two performance, I totally would. Yeah, so in week three, he gets the Houston Texans, which should be a pretty easy matchup. So if you can't trade him this week, definitely try to trade him after uh, week three because I think he's going to go out there, have himself a successful game. As long as he comes out healthy on the other side, I think it's going to be potentially even a more perfect time than now to sell. So James Conner, I would be looking to sell him high while you can. Maybe wait a week if you really want to. But again, with James Conner, we're trading him away because of those injury issues. You can get him away while you can. I totally would. Uh, so the last buy low that I have of the day is going to be DeAndre Swift of the Detroit Lions. So he has been an absolute PPR magnet, um, and it's still completely under the radar. You know, his usage is going to grow as the season goes, but he's been targeted uh, five times each in the first two weeks, and he has racked up, you know, three to five rushing attempts each week, too. So even though he's not doing too much in the run game, he does make the most of his opportunities, especially in PPR. You know, he's had, he had 11 points in week one, almost had a second touchdown in week one. And then in week two, he didn't even find the end zone, and he still managed to put together like 12, 12 and a half PPR points. Um, plus, you know, we're only one carry on Johnson injury away from DeAndre Swift being the official 1B of the team where he's actually going to see an uptick in rushing attempts. So I think this seems to be like a perfect time to buy low on DeAndre Swift. And the reason why I'm doing it now is because he's got a week three matchup against Arizona. And although Arizona has been okay, um, they really haven't been anything stellar against the run. Now, I know we're talking about DeAndre Swift having the PPR upside. But you got to remember, this is also a game where the Lions are going to be playing catch-up. You know, that Arizona Cardinals offense has been absolutely electric, and they're going to take an early lead against a very piss-poor Detroit Lions defense. So I think DeAndre Swift is going to come in, and he might be the de facto running back for the majority of this game since they will be playing catch-up. He could have a big game, and that's going to firmly put him back on a lot of people's radars. So if you can buy low on DeAndre Swift now before he breaks out, I definitely would. And then the last sell high that I have of the day for you today 
is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. So week two, he had six targets, caught four of them for 74 yards and a score. Um, we know that he's a complete volatile player, and the Browns are a very volatile team. He had a good game and still has one of the biggest names in football. So this seems to be like the perfect time to sell him. You know, I'm always going to list those guys that have big weeks as sell high kind of guys because this is, this is the best time to sell him. You're not going to be able to get the return you want when Odell Beckham goes out and puts up three catches for 25 yards and no scores. No, this is the kind of game where you want to leverage him off of your team. As I was saying, he's incredibly volatile. The Browns are incredibly volatile. If you can get a more consistent receiver or if you are one of the very unlucky people who lost a running back in week two, use Odell Beckham to get yourself back on the running back radar. Use his name, use his history, use his week two good week as leverage and see what you can do. Uh, the next two games for Odell Beckham are pretty easy, but down the stretch, there are a lot of difficult matchups for the Cleveland Browns. So this is a situation that I'm going to want to avoid season long. And the sooner I can get him off of my team for a decent return, the better. So there you have it. That's going to be my three sell highs and three buy lows of the day. Uh, if you're not following the Fantasy Stock Exchange on Twitter, go over there, do that. If you're not subscribed here on YouTube, click the uh, subscribe button down below. Make sure you hit the like and feel free to comment if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to tell me you disagree, that's okay too, because, you know, it's YouTube. You're allowed to do that. Uh, but thanks for tuning in on the Fantasy Stock Exchange today, and I will see you next week.